0: Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. My friend, we are glad that you are here. I know you're leaning in from a device, but it's still a great day. I got a word for our church. The Lord gave me this message before we had to make a decision to stream. So the message is for the church. It's not for the day. It's for us. But Before I share what God shared with me, let me just say this. I know we're streaming today because of the recent COVID cases in our church. And I got to thinking next Sunday is revival. And my spirit, my heart was conflicted. I want revival. We need revival. We're overdue for revival. In the same token, we have people that are quarantining, working through COVID. And I'm just not feeling that we can continue next Sunday with revival and have a full church in attendance talked to Brother Green this week, actually as of yesterday morning, and I've decided to move the revival back down, hopefully into October with his schedule, or if he has a cancellation. I just feel that to maximize the revival, that the church needs to be physically healthy and 100% in attendance. And since I feel like we can't accomplish that, we'll reset and try to reschedule the revival. It saddens me to say that, but I I think it's the right decision. I want revival. I'm craving, I'm begging, God, revival. God, revive me. Bring a man of God that knows nothing. Let him flow in the Holy Ghost. Speak to me, God. Give me a word. And I was praying that that would happen next week, and I was leaning in. God, I want to hear from you. Tell me something. Tell the people something. And I had to make the painful call. I discussed it with Brother green i said what do you think we should do let's help me make a decision that seemeth good to us in the holy ghost and he said i think that's the right decision he's saddened he goes tell the church i'm sorry i want to come our flights are booked tickets are purchased i'm boarding a plane next saturday to come see you but if that's what we got to do that's what we have to do and so the way him and i left it is that he's going to find the next open date which would mean somebody would just have to cancel because he doesn't have any open dates. So let me just say thank you for understanding and working with us, for navigating and negotiating rough waters. Things are coming at us in real time. I'm trying to make corporate decisions, and so I ask that you would continue to pray for me, that we can keep everybody healthy and safe and saved. And so this week, your commitment to media and fasting and prayer I'm going to ask you just put that on pause for the revival if you want to continue for your family and your household I understand that and I bless that but since there's no revival some may ask well am I still supposed to do the 24-hour media am I still supposed to come to the church this Friday at 6 30 am I still supposed to uh fast till five unless the Lord continues that in your spirit I would say corporately as a pastor well, we've paid a week forward in regard to the revival you could pause that and we'll pick that up I'm praying and trusting in October he has a possibility that may not materialize and we'll get him out here and we're just going to say devil you're a liar and maybe we extend the revival and we let him drill deeper and we go longer we go bigger something's good's going to come out of it so I just say thank you for believing in us thank you for trusting us thank you for being here I know you're probably in your homes, but if you're able to stand, let's just be respectful as if we were in the house of the Lord. I'm turning your attention to the gospel of Luke. Stand. Nobody can see you, so it doesn't matter how you're dressed. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if you haven't had coffee or you actually had to sit your coffee down to stand. We're, just, we're trying to get to church, and I appreciate you supporting us. But let me read to you in the gospel of Luke chapter 22. Two verses 31 and 32 and the Lord said Simon Simon behold Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat I'm going to extract just a few words in the next verse of verse 32 the Lord saying here but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not but I have prayed that thy faith fail not. The Lord gave me this message that I've been working on for a couple of weeks. I want to preach to you this morning on playing for keeps, playing for keeps. Maybe my subtitle could have been, don't lose your marbles, playing for keeps. Heavenly Father, I pray that this Sunday, Lord, will not disappoint I know that we are scattered throughout the community and the neighborhoods. I know that we are leaning into a live stream, but God, your spirit is powerful. And I pray those that are watching and streaming will invest their spirit, will invest their mind. God, then they would receive something from the word today. that. This house, Lord, is not quarantined to Old Town Temecula, but the spirit is fluid, and it goes from this pulpit, and it leverages technology, and somebody is blessed, and somebody is encouraged, and somebody pushes back, and somebody gets a revelation. God, let this Sunday not disappoint. I ask this as a pastor in the name of Jesus. These things are so, and if you believe and you support the prayer, shout back to the screen, amen and amen. Praise God, praise God. God bless you. If you're standing at home, you can be seated. Thank you for honoring my request. We are preaching to you about playing for keeps. As you know, in my stories, I grew up a few miles down the road in Vista. My grade school, my grades were age, or grade rather, second grade through eighth grade. I have fond memories of my elementary school days and part of my middle school days before we moved down to the San Diego area. But I remember as a kid playing marbles. And we would play those at the school playground. We would play those in the neighborhood. And we had a great time. And sometimes we would play for fun. And sometimes we would play for keeps. The basic rule of marbles are such. You draw a circle in the sand on the ground. Place the marbles in the circle. And you shoot your first turn from the edge of the circle. Each time you knock an opponent's marble out of the circle... You get another turn and you keep that marble. Once all the marbles are out of the circle, the game is over. When playing for keeps, sometimes you win marbles, sometimes you lose them. After a day of playing marbles, sometimes I would come home with a bag full of marbles bulging because I was playing for keeps. And sometimes I would come home with my bag almost empty, thinking next time I play marbles, I need to win some marbles. Because I lost almost all of my marbles. Life is kind of like playing marbles. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. But here's the thing I want you to know is that you keep playing. You keep living. You keep believing. You keep trusting. We keep worshiping. Why? Because we are playing for keeps. During this pandemic, we've all played hard to win. It's been a challenge to stay faithful maybe, to stay holy and to fight back. Maybe some days and some weeks, you don't feel like fighting back. Maybe some days and some months, you don't feel like playing for keeps. You want to play for fun. I know it's been a spiritual battle, and at times, our faith has wavered, and at times, maybe your faith has stumbled. But here's the thing. You got up, you dusted yourself off, and you kept walking by faith. We don't understand tomorrow or this week. We only understand this present moment and yesterday. But I understand this as a pastor, that we are playing for keeps. We must win. We must stay on the ship. I keep tweeting it out. I keep social media out that the church always wins. Stay in the church. Stay on the church. Why? Because we are fighting against spiritual warfare, and we will win. The church will win. Can someone shout Amen. I think of the Gospel of John, chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that ye may have life and that ye may have it more abundantly. I think my takeaway first from my analytical point of view is this. That he acknowledges that you might have life, the writer. But Jesus says that I come that you may have life more abundantly. Or you can live in this present world. You can try to do what you want to do. You can try to acquire jobs and education. And I'm for all of that. But that is life. But God said, I have come that you may have it more abundantly. There's more to life than just the humdrum. There's more to life than just the routine of Egypt, so to speak, or what the heathens do. God is saying, hey, I've come to give you life and give you more abundantly. Yes, even in a pandemic, even in a streaming service, even with the Delta variant rising across the nation, I have come. Confidence in God, and I have confidence in the Word of God that I can still live in this life and live an abundant life and live a victorious life and live a holy life and stay saved in the ups and downs of what life would send my way. So, yes, I thank God for Calvary because I know the church always wins. You see, the win is when the game is over, after the fight, long after the days of the arena, after the weariness. That's when victory is declared. So, in the meantime, we keep playing for our, our marbles, we keep playing keeps, because we believe that God will win, and even if we persevere and we don't feel like we're winning, can I tell somebody this morning on a beautiful Sunday morning as we broadcast from Old Town Temecula that, yes, you will win. The church will win. You have been blood-bought, and anything that comes against you, whether your voice or something in opposition from the world, the Bible says that the church will win, and he's coming back for a church of people that without spot or wrinkle or blemish or any such thing, and it is incumbent upon us, it's incumbent upon me as a pastor to help put us in a position of relationship with God so that when adversity comes our way, we do not waver. Maybe we're stunned. Maybe we look back up. Maybe we stop and look around, and we wonder, hey, what is going on? But my faith will not fail me. The writer says, I pray that your faith Fails you not. My opening scripture there in Luke the enemy desired to sift him as wheat, grind Simon Peter to powder. There's always an adversity, there's always an opposition, there's always another team, there's always other motives. There's always distractions. There's always obstructions. That's what the enemy is trying to do. But I love verse 32. But I have prayed for thee. I have prayed for thee. Yes, I know that's the scripture, but I'm telling you as a pastor, I have prayed for thee. I have prayed for your home. I have prayed for your mental health. I have prayed for your spiritual well-being. I have prayed for thee that your faith will not you in the darkness and in the valley and in the times of adversity, please know, I know the scripture says that, and I lean into that, but please know there's a pastor and a wife in Temecula that is praying for you, that you can make it, that we shall win, and you shall overcome, and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm praying that you understand that your faith does not fail you. I've said it before, and if your faith fails you, then I loan you mine. Take the faith of a pastor. Take the confidence of a pastor. And I share that with our church this morning. I don't actually loan it to you because I think when you loan something, you have to return it. How about I give you my faith? Because I have been with God. And I have heard the voice of God, and I know what God is saying to me, and I have great confidence, and I will give you my faith. I will go back, and I will get more. I will get more for my family. I will get more for the church. But if your faith is failing you, I'm telling you, do not let it fail. Take my faith and embrace my faith and say, I've got the faith of a pastor. I've got the confidence of a pastor. Honey, we shall overcome. Kids, no weapon formed against us. This is all going to work out. It's a slight setback. I know we're not going into revival next Sunday, but revival will be bigger and greater and deeper. Why? Because that's all about God and the spirit of God, and the enemy cannot come against that. And I thank God for that. So disappointed? Absolutely. I want a word from God. I want our people that attend here that I'm responsible for spiritually, that they would hear the voice of God from a man that knows nothing about what you're dealing with. Sometimes when I preach, maybe you could think, oh, pastor did that because of what I'm going through. No, my friend, let me just tell you the way I pastor. I get alone with God for the pulse and the heartbeat of the church. What seemeth good to the church and the body of Christ is what I'm preaching. And so I'm preaching a message of hope here today. Here, take my faith. Keep my faith. I'll get some more, but do not let your faith, whether it be your own personal faith or the faith that I'm giving you here today, do not let it fail you. We are in the end times. Prophecy of the word of God is manifesting itself and becoming very evident and very obvious. With What has taken place in the world, the book of Revelation is lining up more and more and more. And I had a member of our church ask me this week, Pastor, do you think we're close to the coming of God? I said, yes, very, very close. No man knows the hour. I don't know, but I see things happening. I see things happening with COVID and you know what's happening in the news and now they're going to require in New York and other states, three states I think so far, they're requiring it in the medical industry that you have to be vaccinated. You have to have your card or else you can't come into the restaurant. You can't purchase food and some people are concluding, and I can understand it's going to get to the point in Revelations where you say, you know what? You can't buy or sell without the mark. I know COVID and the vaccine is not the mark. That's not my point. But my point is God is getting closer for His return. Things are getting more wicked and more vile and darker and things are happening that have never happened before. So what am I saying? That I stay in the church. Why? Because the church always wins. God's coming back for a church and it's the people that are in the church. He's not coming back for a person or a family or a household. He's coming back for his church which is worldwide and we and you and I are part of the church Woo! come on that's good preaching you got to admit to that and so yes yes I wish I wasn't preaching next Sunday oh a pastor said he wished he wasn't because I was expecting brother green to preach but God will give me something for next Sunday and it will inspire our church And we got to make sure if we're playing for keeps, as I said in my little elementary school days back in Vista, that you don't go home as I did many times with a couple of marbles left in my bag and I'm thinking, okay, I got to win next time we play. I got to win. And I got to make sure that as we navigate and negotiate through rough waters of ups and downs of this world, that you don't lose your marbles and say, well, what's my marbles? One of them, your marbles is your soul. Your marbles are your kids. Things that are dear to you. Things that are precious and valuable. Things that you would do anything on any given day for that situation. That's a marble. I got to make sure I don't lose my marriage and all of this. I got to make sure that my prayer time is still a part of my life. I got to make sure that I stay holy and godly in, in connection and in relationship to God. I got to make sure that I don't lose my joy. Very easy to lose joy in times of adversity. It's very easy to lose joy in times of darkness. Don't lose that marble, my friend. What are you playing? We're playing for keeps. This is the real deal. We're not playing for fun. We're not patty kicking for Jesus. We're we're not playing hopscotch down there. No, no. We're playing, hey, I am committed. I'm going to stay saved. The church wins. I'm not losing any of my marbles. I'm going to do everything I can to maintain my faith in God. I'm going to stay submitted to the word of God. I'm gonna believe in the prophetic word of God. You see, this is what I know and why I preached to you this morning about playing for keeps. The devil is also playing for keeps. And the marble that he's after is your soul. But I think I'm excited because in Jeremiah it says, No weapon formed against me. If you read the rest of that verse, it's not quoted all the time, it's also saying no tongue no voice, no conversation. I'm expanding. But I know this, no force, no spirit is greater than our God. We sing about it. People write songs about it. We preach about it. But now it's time to live and to believe that no force is greater than our God. No weapon, no tongue, no COVID, no restrictions, no laws, Nothing is greater than our God. I'm going to stay prayed up. I'm going to stay fasted up. I'm going to keep reading my Bible. What am I going to do? I'm going to do everything that I've been taught to do. I'm going to be everything that's been preached to me over the years, everything that I've, been, I've learned about. Now it's time to go. I am playing for keeps. I'm not playing for fun. It's not a lackadaisical spirit. I'm serious about living for God. We're serious about getting through a COVID. We're serious about getting a reset. I'm serious about getting a, vi- a revival. Sk- mm, come on, somebody, listen to me. It's a serious business. It's not an oh well. It's not a humdrum. It's not, oh, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Whatever works out, all, it all will figure this out someday. Can I tell you something? That's not the attitude of the devil. That's not the attitude of evil spirits. They're constantly stalking and pecking and watching and playing for keeps. The prized marble. In your life with the enemy is your soul and the souls of your family and your household. Can I tell you something this morning? You already know, but let me just tell you as a pastor, we cannot let down in this game of life. It's for keeps and our souls and our families are at stake and we will not back down. We will not retreat. We will not give in. We will not give up. This is a game of keeps. We're playing for keeps. This is not the glorious days right now. This is not the days of stardom. Yeah, we're just trying to make this thing work. Yeah, we've seen better days, but I'm not discouraged. We've seen better days in all churches in in America, but I'm not quitting. I'm in it for the fight, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the finish line. I'm in it for the end zone. My family, the family of God, we're going to make this thing work. And that's why we come together and we loan and we give and we dispense faith and hope every time I step behind this pulpit to tell you in some form or fashion with some story or some correlation that, yes, you can make it. You are stronger than you think. The spirit of God is inside you and no weapon formed against you. I know sometimes that may sound like I'm repeating, but people need to understand that the church always wins. back in the day to sing a song, I'm going to the enemy's camp and I'm going to take back what he stole from me. That that song is so old. My point to this is the devil was trying to steal things way back yonder. Grandpa preached about it. Uncle's preached about it. I'm preaching about it. The point is he's playing for keeps. And the song is just a declaration. I'm going to the enemy's camp. And I'm going to take back what he stole from me. I'm going to take back my joy. I'm going to take back my power. I'm going to take back my marriage. I'm going to take back... My ministry, the devil is trying 24-7 to discourage and destroy God's people. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, no, he cannot do that. Don't allow him to speak into your life. Don't lean into his voice. Lean into the ways of God. Lean into the voice of God. Why? Because the church always wins. It, throughout Scripture, throughout history, the devil, the enemy, never prevails in all the situations. Maybe a temporary win, my friend, but that's just a win in the column. He doesn't win the season. He doesn't win the championship. He mm, Somebody hear me. <laughs> Why? Because he's playing for keeps, too. We mentioned to you that in Luke 22 and 31, our Scripture reading and the Lord said, "Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that He may sift you as wheat. As Jesus said, "I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. That our faith fails us not. You see, in the game of marbles, there's other people that are competing. There's other people that are playing. They are trying to win themselves. In the game of marbles, there are people that are trying to knock out the marbles that you brought. Why? Because they're playing for keeps. The goal of marbles is to go home with more marbles than you showed up to the competition with. I guess that's with anything, football, baseball, hockey, soccer, badminton. The goal is that, hey, when I leave this place, I've got a gold medal in this competition. But I know there's an adversity that's coming against me and that is playing against me. But every other person is trying to win. My friend, what I'm trying to tell you is in the way that we are trying to move forward and we're trying to gain progress in our walk with God, there's an enemy and there's a spirit of darkness that is trying to push against you and discourage you and make you work harder and make you work longer but i'm here just to remind you on this beautiful sunday morning that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and that no weapon and no adversity and no darkness and no news and no tongue and no feeling can come against you why because the church always wins and we are the church come on someone shout we are the church come on someone shout we are the church yes woo. John thir- or excuse me, 1633, I'm reading this one from the Amplified Bible because of the phraseology, and it says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. I think all of us could say for sure, especially right now, tribulation, distress, and suffering. but watch this. But be courageous and confident. Be undoubted. Be filled with joy. I have come, overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory abiding. That is a declaration in the Gospel of John, chapter sixteen, and verse thirty-three. To be courageous. To be confident. They acknowledge that there's tribulation. I acknowledge that. The scripture acknowledges there is distress. I acknowledge that. The scripture says that there are sufferings. I validate that. But what I actually like to highlight this morning is be courageous. And be confident. Be filled with joy. God, he has overcome the world, and he has conquered all of this. I'm here to preach to the people of True Vine. I'm here to preach to everyone that streams and watches this as an archive, to be courageous and be confident. The church shall win. Don't get disillusioned. Don't get disfranchised. Stay focused (laughs) that you are a child of God, that you have been blood-bought. And because of the power of Calvary, we shall overcome Amen, amen, amen. God's playing for keeps too. This is the game of life or death. He went to Calvary because he's playing for keeps. The devil tried to kill him. The devil tried to snuff out the whole thing in the Garden of Eden. He thought he accomplished it again at at Calvary. But what the devil realized after that three days later that he raises and he rises again from the ashes as the legendary phoenix and he rebirths himself into the spirit and he fills his people. That's why I can say without confidence. That's why I know without a shadow of a doubt that the church always wins. In the garden Satan thought he'd had them for good. He thought he was keeping humanity for himself. But we know that's not how the story ends. God is playing for keeps too. God is fighting for us. And all of the fight started to be victorious at Calvary. It all started right there. And so my comfort today As we proclaim and declare the blood of Jesus is against Satan. As we declare that we are playing for keeps. As we declare that we are in the fight to see victory. We didn't show up to play for fun. We didn't show up to see who's going to win. I know the Olympics are going on. I think it actually ends today. But in all of the gold, silver, and bronze medal, every one of those athletes that medaled or did not get a medal, came to win. They don't study and practice for years. Before I moved to Temecula, we lived in East Lake Chula Vista, and a few miles from our house was the Arco Olympic Training Village. Athletes would come all over the country, perhaps even from the world, but I know from the U.S., would would train at the Arco Olympic Training Facility, Chula Vista, East Lake, miles from my house. And they would come in years, and they would live in the Olympic village. They would train for the Summer Olympics, rowing. They had a lake out there. Weightlifting. They would work out and train like we all just went to work. 40 hours a week, six days a week, five days a week. When I would go into the print shop in the morning, I'd work eight, ten, nine, ten hours a day, five days a week. I would go to work, and I'm sure the Olympic village woke up, and they would start training. To them, that's work. But here's my point. All the athletes in Tokyo right now caught a plane from one country or another to represent their country to win the gold. Nobody. Has their sight set on the bronze? What are you going to the Olympics for? Well, I'm going to try to win the bronze. Uh, Excuse me, you know there's two other options? What are you going to the Olympics for? Oh, just to run and to say I was in the Olympics? No, I'm going to win. I'm playing for keeps. I'm going to come home with a gold. I'm training. I'm practicing. And I feel like the church is there in the same scenario. That we are training and we are working. Why are you fighting so hard? Because I'm going to heaven. I'm going for the gold. I don't just come to church to be happy. Why you go to? Oh, just to be happy. You know, there's other reasons to go. I'm not going to the Olympics just for the bronze. You're crazy. Now, if I get the bronze, I'll be happy. But please know, I'm trying for the gold. If I don't medal, at least I gave it my best but when I catch that plane for Tokyo I'm telling people I'm bringing the gold back I'm going to win but here's the thing all the other athletes are saying the same thing because we expect to win why are we playing for keeps the devil thinks he's going to win he's tried in the Garden of Eden didn't win he tried on Calvary he didn't win He's trying in the local church the 21st century church. He's not going to win. Why do you say he's not going to win, pastor? Because we're still living. Garden of Eden and Calvary's over so I can say he didn't win. But my admonition, my word of encouragement is he will not win this one either. The 21st century church is bigger, wider, better, stronger. Worldwide, globally. The church always wins the gold. And in the context of the Olympics, the Satan and his evil forces never even medal. Never even finish. But here's the thing, all the athletes, the potential Olympians to medal, all go for one purpose. I think I'm the best and I can win the gold. So what do you say? I say this. I think the church is the best, and it will win the gold. When it's all said and done, every one of us stay faithful, stay committed, stay holy, stay righteous. And the church wins the gold, and everyone in the church gets a gold. Be encouraged, my friend be encouraged I'm preaching a message of hope to our church I'm sorry you're not with me in the sanctuary I'd much rather see your face and I know you would rather be in the sanctuary but we win we still win let me pray for us if you're in your homes wherever you are if you can stand would you please do that get a little feeling of church kind of stand to your feet doesn't matter what you look like I've said nobody can see you let's just stand God sees your heart He sees your thoughts. I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing and protection upon us. I'm going to pray that God will touch you, not only physically, spiritually, mentally, but that you can function and that your faith take my faith. I give it to you. Here, I'll get more. Take this. Take all you want. I will go back to the throne of God. And I will replenish. Because I'm coming back out here next Sunday to give more faith away. Why? Because I'm playing for keeps. This is the real deal. I'm not patty-caking for Jesus, I've come to win the gold. And you're a part of who we are in our life. And you shall win in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you at home, wherever you are listening. If you're able to close your eyes, let's do that. Lord, in your name, I bring a prophetic word in the lives of your people. I pray, God, that it will resonate in their spirit, their mind, soul, and body. That this week, God, will be a week of victory. will be a week of power a week of trust and joy is dispensed from the portals of heaven because we are winning and you are fighting for us and you are fighting against evilness and darkness and God, we together link arms and this is the church And you purchased us with your blood and you laid down your life and sent back the spirit, God. And we thank you. And we don't take that for granted. But in dark times, God, I pray that you would bring more power to the lives of the people that listen to this message. Those that are here helping us stream, God, give them a double portion. We love you. We thank you. Keep us healthy this week. Keep us safe this week. Keep us saved this week. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.